If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? You feel like going breaking this episode into two nights? I do. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the most stupendous podcast out there. This is the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things, well, stupendous. And I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's his Pac McAfee to my Mr. McMahon, it's Sam on the mic, and we're about to run these ropes. Of course, and uh, before we get into the ropes, we'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. And for everyone who's wondering, we're, we will be breaking these podcast each match into each individual episode, so expect 12 episodes for one match each. We could literally, like, milk... <laughs> this whole thing until next year's WrestleMania. We're going to break it down night one, night two. So next week will be night two. And of course, we've been through Monday Night Raw. We are recording this the Thursday before Friday Night SmackDown. So if there's any call ups or anything in between, we will update you guys as we move along. I was going to say, I was say we, we, we let it settle down. People have been hyping it up. Well, you know, the, the mania spectacular is over. We could now, we're looking at this with fresh eyes. We're not just, yeah. we, we relaxed, we rewatched it. We can honestly just speak, because I think at the time everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now we can actually break it down like the asshole I am, the critics that we are. And oh, break it Don't say we. Don't say we. <laughs> don't, don't drag me into your madness. <laughs> but I think it's time we kick things off with the with first match feature a match, which was great. It was just kind of all a bunch of ana- like analysis of Quantum what's going to happen. Now. Yeah, quote-unquote, but, you know, (laughs) but we're going to kick things off with the Usos, who are the current SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions versus Shinsuke Nakamura and the one and only Rick Boom. Can I also say I called this match was going to happen in Mania when we did our predictions? I called this match. Yeah, I mean, it was a given, I think. I, I, you know what, let's just call it what it is i don't really watch wwe at least nowadays oh, no, weekly i we used to do it like constantly but now it's more or less i'm taking out bits and pieces watching clips on youtube but i still stay up to date with the product yeah i watch like the highlights the um on youtube when they do the highlights of the outcome i watch that the backstage all that because at this point it gets stale and repetitive and i don't want to support a company that releases half their roster but that's not here or there i don't want to talk about sad stuff Oh, well, we're going to have to talk about something sad. Uh, Unfortunately, 
the match w- appeared to me to be cut short because Rick Boogs was going for a double, what appears to be squat where he had both Usos on his back. And immediately I was watching this live and you, we've talked about like how I cannot watch people like break their leg or do anything like that. It sickened me. I was like, Oh my gosh, this man's leg gave out on him. Kevin it, Nash, Vince McMahon, eat your heart out. That's how you tear a quad or an ACL, whatever he told. Apparently, it was like a meniscus. I don't know the science behind it, of course. I have an issue with a meniscus. That's something you use in science, right? In uh, cylinders. That's a protractor. You know uh, what I mean. They know what we mean. But yeah, of course, the Usos retain here. And a nice little nugget moving forward. Nice little chicken nugget for you guys. The bloodline runs through WrestleMania. The way the bloodline opened WrestleMania and closed WrestleMania. I, I thought that was really good. Um, unfortunately, we could the match couldn't get out of second gear because of Rick mm-hmm. Boobs. That was supposed to be the WrestleMania moment. We've seen him always doing that one-man person to see it, too. was kind of upset. And I think because of that, that kind of hurts the um, rating of this match for me and the outcome of it. Because, of course, two and one, you have to improvise on the spot. And for me, out of Five and two, two out of five. Two out of five. I, I kind of figured, and I mentioned this in our predictions for WrestleMania. The Usos cannot lose their titles, at least at this show, because it would be weird to have. Oh no, I meant it the reverse way. Roman couldn't lose, and the Usos retain. And you know. People are saying maybe this is where Nakamura and Boogs captured the titles, but I don't think so. But for a rating out of five, if that's what we're going to do for Rick Boogs, get well soon. Give me a three out of five just because. Just because. Just because, you know, get well soon. Maybe the extra point for him makes him heal Trump's faster. trying to do that thing. But um, you said about, you know, how you thought Roman would have lost and then you had... J- Oh, I thought that you could have planted the seeds here at Mania with the Usos losing mm. at um, Mania. And then the night, and the next night, you have Rikishi since it's Mania week. That's very true. And speaking of things that are happy, let's get on a happy note here. It was Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, a match that has been fueled by the fires of, well, Happy Corbin stealing Drew McIntyre's sword. Again, this is just kind of like one of those filler matches that did last for about 10 to 25 minutes, but I just don't... I love Baron Corbin, not this happy Corbin BS. The bits where he was poor and like he had, he couldn't shave his head, and that bring, was all great. Bring but back, I just don't like happy Corbin. I don't bring, like Mad Cat Moss either. Bring, bring back depressed Corbin. But um, he I might did. after this. Um, oh god, um, no. But I get it. It's that go. It's that, that. It's kind of that heat that he had back when he was the constable. We don't yeah. want to see you. And I'm like, and I think that's what a heel should do. Like, I don't want you here. Why are you on my screen? Go away. It's like go away heat. And I think you know. I think it was um Xavier Woods said it best. If you're making sounds in the ring, you're doing your job. You don't want crickets. Exactly. No, that's no knock to him. No, it's just I know what 
I, mean, I keep calling him Baron, Baron Corbin, but what Happy Corbin can be. You remember his run initially in NXT where nobody could stop him. You know, it was end of days, like 15 yeah. second matches. The, the fact that the only nitpick I had in this match, one, it didn't feel like a WrestleMania match. No. It did not. Um, that I know you, they made it a WrestleMania match because he injured him. But Junior, I feel like if they did that earlier on in the in the fall, and then build his return at the Rumble and then challenging him. I feel like that would have more of a story. But the fact that it happened like four months ago kind of didn't make it. It felt, it felt like a, a, a match that I would have watched on SmackDown, to be honest. But um, um, Happy Corbin, I wish he drew it and kick out at the end of days. It was the most protective finisher. Corbin said if he could either have the w, win the WWE title or have no one kick out of the move, he said no one kick out of my room because – Title reigns come and go. People forget who won it. Everyone remembers what moves that no one's kicked out of. And the make I didn't the, realize that up until now. I did, and to make that a quote unquote WrestleMania moment was kind of lackluster. The fact he almost killed a man too, Drew. Freaking cut the ropes in half. God, that's very true. Like it, that was to close out the match where ha- or not Happy Corbin, where Madcap Moss gets up on top of the ropes. And without hesitation, Drew McIntyre swings that sword and, like you said, nearly decapitates him or splits him in half, depending on how he swung it. Almost broke his neck at freaking Fastlane. Apparently, he was like, oh, I didn't do the job. Let me." If someone doesn't get decapitated in this feud, I, I just can't I, see the reasoning behind it. I hope the feud ends at Mania. It should have. Uh, it should have. I hope they don't bring it back for WrestleMania Backlash because we know that's the next pay-per-view. Obviously. Gosh, no. Um, apparently, there's... Tension now with Corbin and um, Madcap Moss. Can we also talk about Madcap Moss winning the freaking Memorial Andre Memorial SmackDown Battle Royale? And it, How I, many I mean, memorials can we fit into that <laughs> title before it's too much? Um, and like you know, you you kind of Finn with it, and also how Finn and Damian then make it onto the card. Also mm. upsetting. That's not here. There we talk about that later on in the yeah. show. But rating, what do you think out of five? Two out of five. Like, it was just a normal... Like, this would be a SmackDown match. It wasn't like there was a stipulation or something like that. Like, it was just there to, like, pad time and grant you the stories behind Mania where Drew McIntyre was supposed to have this entrance, this special entrance, and it got cut. Yeah. A lot Uh, of things got cut. A lot of things. The ropes weren't the only thing getting cut. But You you say two out of five. I'm not going to be generous. One out of five. I feel like it would have been better if it was Shinsuke versus Happy Corbin because it was Shinsuke who took the crown, who made him grow mm. to press. I feel like that would have been a better story going into Mania. Yeah. But, and and then, so yeah, one, one out of five. One out of five. And speaking of things that are often viewed as one out of fives, the next match on the card features Ray and Dominic Mysterio going against, what was he called? The It Factor or like the... The A-lister, the A-lister, the Miz. In in fact, it was um, Robin Roode in TNA. That's true. That's right. And Logan Paul. So wait, before this match came on, before expectations were over succeed, how do you think Logan Paul was going to do? Because we know he's an athlete. We know he boxes. What was your, did you think he was going to be the next? Because Bad Bunny set the bar. Bad Bunny last year set the bar and left. He was like, I'm out. Anyone try to top that. So before this match came, when you heard this was happening, what did you think Miz was going to carry Logan Paul through this match? I think it's safe to say, and it's not pertaining to just this match, the McAfee match, 
and the Johnny Knoxville match as well. Any celebrity match, whether it be at WrestleMania, SummerSlam, wherever you have it, I always kind of take the bar they have and just kind of put it in the middle to be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, they're a celebrity, but how long have they been training for? And grant you, I'm saying this sitting in a chair talking about wrestling, Mm -hmm. but like it takes a lot to be a wrestler. And And you're serious about it with the product, like how bad Bunny was. He's a fan of WWE. And this is at WrestleMania. Like this is a huge stage. And no matter what, if you mess up just once, it doesn't matter. You'll be viewed as that one mess up moving forward. But again, this match, much like all the other celebrity matches at WrestleMania, exceeded expectations. Logan Paul played his part being a heel. And rumors coming out of this appear to see that maybe he's turning face, which again, you're ruining it. Like he was doing great. There was also rumors of, you know, him being a writer backstage of Mm. WWE. God help us with that, whatever that becomes. Um, You know, I, I, you know, I was, I was surprised. Logan Paul put in the work. He took this seriously. It wasn't, it wasn't a matter of, Oh, is he gonna do good? Because he's an athlete, he's in shape, he's a boxer. It was like, was he gonna be like a Mayweather with straight boxing, or is he gonna do? Is he gonna fight like an like a boxer, or be a sports entertainer? And he brought his gay game on. He became a sports entertainer for the night. And um, you know, their fog splashes did a lot of moves, sold perfectly, honestly. And um, he mocked Eddie. He mocked Got Eddie. A lot of heat. Like, that bugged me, not because the fact that he mocked Eddie, the fact that he did it so poorly. Like I was just like that was re- that was really bad, but um I I called it I told you that Logan Paul and Miz were gonna win, and yeah I, I called my shot look at that one point for me it it's very much so and props to the, like Logan Paul and what he's doing in the ring blew my expectations out of the water and for giving this you know the gear uh, first part the the gear was great yeah he brought back the charge that one. That was like showing up. I got money. I could bring back six thousand dollars Charizard. But his gear it wasn't a Charizard. Me. It was like Pikachu Illustrator. It's like over it? nine million was, dollars I, I or something. Char- I was, uh, oh, the Charizard was probably the one for the boxing one thing. The Charizard was the one that was apparently fake. But oh I, really? I, I don't keep up on all things Logan <laughs> Paul. But, but uh, four out of five for me for this. Four movie. out of five. Yeah, I'll give it a four. Out. Actually, no, three three point five out of three point five out of five because of the ending and how. They miss mm. just skull crushing Natalie Logan Paul and basically turning a face, and then maybe a SummerSlam Logan Paul. Oh, and Hollywood Miz versus Logan. Why? You guys had something good. You had something great, and you're just ruining it now. Or even if it was just like a one-off, like, hey, we beat the Mysterios, it's over. Like, yeah. let's go our separate ways. He can continue being a heel, and Miz can continue doing whatever he the wants. Fact I wish Miz actually, actually, I wish Miz explained it on a tweet or even backstage, like. This is my moment. Only I should be in the spotlight of mania. Like something like that. Not just, oh, I used you. That's it. You're done. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. 
A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl exactly and speaking of things that stole the spotlight we got the next match on the card the raw women's champion becky lynch big time bex goes against bianca belair with bianca belair winning the raw women's championship so everyone thought this was match of the night everyone Mm. thought this match was a night Everyone, you know, the build was great, even though they really didn't tell the build up about, you know, SummerSlam, eight seconds. Um, that. They hearkened back to it at the start of the match, but they like did. It, it was it was more or less like you have to watch the product to understand like, hey, yeah. I remember that moment. The one, can, can we talk about that back, that powerbomb flip that Becky did where her foot hit Bianca in the face? Like, oh my goodness, like that. <laughs> was incredible i didn't see that spot and whenever my friend sent me a dm about bianca's like eye Eye. getting swollen up i was like oh my gosh when did that happen like i watched the match like i was looking at the the screen but apparently i i blinked for a second or something (laughs) uh bianca's entrance as well dope i I didn't like i didn't like it i didn't like the um the trombones, the marching band play. You know, granted, I am spoiled from WrestleMania 35 with the helicopter entrance with Charlotte and Becky mm. and all that. Th- those entrances, I think, have been the best WrestleMania entrances for females. So, you know, just seeing a marching band, kind of was like, eh. Okay. That's, a, that's fair enough. I mean, overall, for this match, I'm going to give it another four out of five. I four thought it was great, good storytelling. And, of course, Bianca Belair when? is just a star. She's just uh, a star. I would do it for um, be a four out of five. Uh, I would have. Lo- I said this in the previous said it before. I would have loved it if it was Luke Morgan mm-hmm. in this bar lot because I, I feel like that was still fresh. That was still new to everybody. The Bianca thing and where uh, was that SummerSlam? Yeah. Or you could have had Bianca be heel and try to insert herself into a triple threat. But now let's talk about my match of the night. I, I, I say, would say mine too. I would say match I of agree. The night. We had Seth Rollins versus the worst kept secret in WWE with the nightmare Cody Rhodes. I really wish they had kept this under wraps. Like, without the dirt sheets, without all of this. Because I feel like the, the, the crowd was loud enough and they popped. But if they had kept it top, top, hush, hush, 
just imagine the pop from that reception. So there's a lot to unpack with this match. And I feel like this is the match we're going to spend the most time talking about moving forward. Um, I'm still getting chills, by the way. We're talking about it. And I still get chills from this match here. In- oh, oh, 100%. So I want to start with like the general build to this match. Seth Rollins carried, and I'm going to call it a feud, but I, what, what would you call this? Build up? A build up. Uh, because would you, would you count the John Cena Undertaker match a, um, a, a, a feud, or was it just storytelling? I'll call it a program. I'll call it a program. I, I, I'll you know call what? it. Yeah, I, I think a storytelling because you're telling the story of this man trying to get a match of mania. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that Seth Rollins built this by himself for weeks on end is impressive. Second biggest point, and I know there's people that hate AEW. I know there's people that hate WWE. Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, was presented like a star. Oh, 100%. And th- and that is the biggest, like, the match could have gone any other which way. Mm-hmm. But this right here, the way Cody was presented, the, the way fact his that they, his entrance, they didn't change a thing. Grant you, he owns the rights to Kingdom. So, like, really? apparently, apparently, here's a nice little Easter egg for you. Um, he owns the rights to Kingdom with that little uh, wrestling has right. more than one, one royal family. I'm, I'm getting chilled again as you're saying that because when I heard it, because I, I knew it was going to happen. You you but knew, but like you still you got need to chilled. See it. Yeah, I kind of wish they played "Here Comes the Money." Oh, just just yeah. to te- tease the fans a little bit. Just you know, really Shane McMahon, and then. Then Crash, yeah. But I do want to say the point in which Seth Rollins got to the ring was saying like, hey, come on, time is money. This is where WWE becomes like unmatched compared to like any other wrestling company. And I like all of wrestling. I watch yeah. AEW, I watch WWE, New Japan, watch, all that stuff. Do you watch CNA? Are you that fan? Mm, <laughs> maybe. Um, but the fact that they let it simmer, they yeah. were like Seth Rollins was in the ring, no music, no nothing. And they let it you, wait. You hear his laugh too. Like, yeah, it was kind of like, man, I'm just wait. Like, give me what I, Batista, give me yeah, what I want. And Cody Rhodes coming out. It, they didn't touch his character. He's no. still the American Nightmare. So, He's a, it's him. It's him. And that is the biggest thing. And moving forward, grant you, we all know how the dub works. Maybe in <laughs> like seven to eight months, he'll be running around for the 24-7 championship. Well, Cody did say in interviews, in fact, that he worked on the contract mm-hmm. and he knows what he, he's never seen stars again. That gimmick is dead. He, he, that was like one of the driving. Um, is it dead or, because he did the little. No, I mean little, the costume. Yeah, the, yeah, the mock. But he said I like the call by Cody or not yeah. Cody, but by Corey Graves where yeah. Byron was like, oh, like. He's t- he's too busy showboating, and he's like, "That's not showboating. That's shedding skin." Yeah, so that was a good what line. A, what a freaking moment! That I was mean, oh. I kind of wish they did a bait, and then you hear the Stardust music as well, and then you just see somebody running at Stardust. That would have been great as well. But I think fans would get upset with that. Five out of five. This match. Oh, hundred and ten percent. Five out of five in like, the match of the night. Uh, can we also talk about how he was like the only one who got like the fireworks? So no, no, no. Granted, I wish this match was. I feel like this could have been the closure of night one. 
Yeah, and there's reasoning behind why it wasn't. We'll get into that more. But uh, a final thing on Cody versus Seth Rollins. Um, On Monday Night Raw, he came out to say his main purpose is to win the big one, a.k.a. the WWE or Universal Championship. We shall see what that holds moving forward. (laughs) Big, 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 big prediction. He wins money in the bank. I was going to say he wins money in the bank. And um, it should have happened when he was World Scholars. Mm. It should have happened then. It needs to happen now. And that, or you can have him win the Rumble. That as mm. well. But, That's very true. Because I feel like there's no one else. Because Drew's facing Roman at Money in the Bank. You would think so. But again, like the presentation of Cody Rhodes moving forward is going to be pivotal as far as what AEW superstars might want to jump over to the WWE and just how they handle him, how they presented him was just leaps and bounds beyond what anyone else got. And I was watching a video about like cultaholic talking about Cody Rhodes coming over. And they said the only person that has gotten the treatment of we are taking this character from this company and plucking you over. We are not changing a thing. We're not touching anything. Was Ric Flair. Ric Flair back in the WCW days got plucked over to WWE, WWF, wherever you want to call it. And they seen him. I could be getting the companies confused as well. But point is, they took his character, didn't touch it because they thought it was that good. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And boom, we're in WWE. Until you know happened- I- until, you know, they stopped booing you like they did in AEW. But um, Cody, you actually brought that up where he was like, well, my hands were tied. I can't go for the world title. I didn't want to turn heel. So it's like I've already done everything it was with TNA, but sorry to cut you off. No, and he also mentioned like in those interviews where Vince flew down to talk to him in Atlanta. Yeah. And they talked about his daughter. And mm-hmm. it's just like a good moment to see like, yeah, Cody Rhodes left. And he left under various reasons, but it was mainly because of creative and how he's being treated. But he went and formed AEW. He basically did everything he said he wanted to do. He wrestled wrestled everyone he wanted. Yeah, he he took his stock and he raised it through the roof. And he is, at least in my opinion, I know there's people that don't have this opinion, but Cody Rhodes is a star. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. And I think he was 100% a star prior. It's just mm-hmm. needed, needed that opportunity to show why he was a star. Like I said, NXT, I think, would have been perfect for him if he, the moment his dad passed away, go back to NXT. This was my dad's show. I'm here to bring the legacy up. I would. I feel like that would have also raise the stock. Speaking of that, can we talk about that promo on Raw? About oh the gosh. dad. I got chills. And the fact, you know, everyone makes fun of Vince McMahon. So he does know how to treat his superstars. A lot of superstars have Daniel Bryan, John Cena said, this man always treated him the good. The fact that they were, the Rose family were broke and Vince helped them pay, got, got, gave Dusty, didn't have to give Dusty a job, but gave him a job, made him, give them family food, like took care of him. Like you forget that like, Oh, why is Vince booking this? Or why Vince firing that? At the end of the day, he knows how to treat people that he, knows there are people that are out of this company that he paid for surgery mm-hmm. for them it's like you forget that vince is a genuinely nice person at the end of the day exactly and you know who isn't a nice person ron the rousey oh boy the current smackdown live t- episode tag team champion women's champion charlotte flair versus ronda rousey oof i did not watch this match I, like I, I had it on my screen i was just looking at something else like i 
This match did not hold up. I knew it wouldn't have held up. Like there was no build. I feel like if it was Becky versus Ronda, there was a story there. That was the story. I feel like the story between Ronda and Charlotte ended at Mania and Triple Threat. Yeah, their Survivor Series ended in no disqualification. But I think that Triple Threat, that story ended, and then you had the Ronda and Becky story you could have gone with. There were plenty of things going into this match that didn't help it. But one, being on the same night as the Raw Women's Championship match, Did kind of a bad play because like you're having two of the major women's championships on one show. Mm-hmm. Also, too, this match followed Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. So are you really going to expect fans to keep up that amount of hype and then expect Stone Cold Kevin Owens? Like, Well, also, um, the match had like, they kind of get, I wish it was like a submission match. Yeah. Figure A versus Armbar, even though they made Charlotte. Charlotte threw out this ball. I never tapped. Tapped to freaking uh, Sasha Bank. She, there were multiple times. Like, that was the build they were trying to go with, and it was kind of bad. And I feel like this this shouldn't have been a one-on-one match. This should have no. been. I like submission match. Uh, I have, I hate to say it, one out of five. One out of five. One I... out of five. The yeah. build was bad. There was no storytelling. The match was kind of boring. Yeah, if this was a match, or if, if we're comparing it to all the other matches on WrestleMania weekend, this would be like not saying it's like bad, but it's the worst match. Oh no, I'm weekend. saying it's bad. Oh, I'm 100 saying there it's, you there you it's, go. It's bad. Could come at me if anyone who thought that match was great because it wasn't. I was gonna say. Well, I mean, this was also right. Before the supposed New Day versus whatever the Fight Club or whatever you want to call them, but that got moved to the next night. Well, I got canceled. And I thought it was not going to be on the card, on card, on card. Period. But apparently they had time to move it to night two. Exactly. But I think there's time for us to open up one last can of whoop ass of Stone Cold IPA, Broken Skull. Have you IPA. had it? Have you had it yet? It's not sold around here. At least I don't think it is, and I'm not going out of my way to find this beer. You know, I'd rather it be bestowed upon me in the store. I, I take a gander around and see the see the can with the bald man standing behind it. But of course, we're speaking about the Stone Cold Steve Austin confrontation with Kevin Owens on the KO show. Wow, what <laughs> going into this? You expected this, right? Like, we, this is what we were going for. Can we also talk about how he does not? He looks exactly the same. Well, in the air of what much can change about a bald man with a little goatee, or <laughs> does he have a beard? It's what? kind of like a goatee. What? 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 So that's interesting as well. But did we? Let's dissect this like piece by piece. Did we ever really get a reason why Kevin Owens doesn't like Texas or did he just kind of like woke up and chose violence? He, he just chose violence because he, he wasn't going to mania because um he didn't, he lost that opportunity. He's like, well, I don't want to even go to mania anyway because Texas is stupid. It was, it was that typical, your, your insert, your hometown sucks. <laughs> My Canada, Canada, Canadian, Canada. Hey. There we go. I got it. It's better than insert your hometown state here sucks exactly and what this match did and i'm calling it a match because it's a no holds barred match what it 
played to the strengths of Steve Austin and what he could have done in the ring. Didn't ask too much of him. It was kind of just a brawl all around WrestleMania. A lot of beer being consumed during the match. And I don't know, like it was just a fun little thing to watch to cap off the night. And the reasoning behind why this match was on last was Vince thought if he put the KO show in the middle of WrestleMania, people would stay for Steve Austin and then leave directly after because they got their bit of Texas in them. But see, this is why I thought this is why I think you should have had replaced Seth Rollins with this show. I know what you just said. But here, but then you have the expectations of sex, oh, like switching them. Oh, After, okay, okay. Granted, I feel like that is kind of where the middle card is: Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. But then you end with Cody and Seth, and then they're like, "Okay, Stone Cold's here, but who is Seth's opponent? What's that closing angle?" That's how you creep it in. Because I feel like more people were there to see Cody than Stone Cold. Let's be honest. Yeah, Stone Cold's gonna come. I I honestly didn't want Stone Cold to wrestle. There's like, cause you know the Saudis are gonna be like watching that, and they'll be like, "We want that for our um, crown Gosh, jewel." No, but at least you know, cause also you see people Goldberg, Undertaker, Pasta, Prime, not living up to what they once were, and I think WrestleMania 19, his last match against uh, Undertaker and um, oh no, sorry, Rock versus Steve Austin, it was a perfect end to his WrestleMania. Granted, he did have a non-sanctioned match with Eric Bischoff a couple of years later, but I feel like I would I would have enjoyed that match of Rock and Steve Austin being his final match rather than him coming in and stunning Byron Saxon out of his shoes and pinning Kevin Owens. Can we talk about that? How funny that was! That- I knew he was dead <laughs> upon arrival. You don't go into the ring. This is the same thing for night two. You don't go into the ring with Steve Austin and expect him to politely hand you a beer and then drink it and then not get stunned. No, it's a trap. It, it's a, literally a trap. And like I said, this match though. What do you, what do you call? It? Are, are you going to call it five out of five since it was nostalgia? He came back to wrestle. He hit a stunner. It was a four out of five. Four it out wasn't. Five. It wasn't like groundbreaking wrestling. It was literally just a beat down. Basically, what Stone Cold said: a can of whoop ass was opened, mm-hmm. and it was just fun. Like it was a fun thing to close out the show. I enjoyed it, and what Kevin Owens does next, I don't know, but hey, we'll see. Well, we know he's he's gonna be dealing with Ezekiel, but oh, no. uh, you know what? Just because it's the return, just because it was Stone Cold, I'll give it a four out of five. What? Well, I said I'll give it a four out of five. <laughs> I, I was I ready. I was ready for you to say it again. I don't have enough in me, but what I do what? have exactly. You know what I have more of? What? More episodes of the Get Comfy Lowdown, the Get Comfy Game Break, and the Get Comfy Podcast every single Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes. What? Spotify. What? And of course, the Believe Network. Cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. What? And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.